the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Following WAVA on Twitter yet? Go to WAVA.com and find the Twitter follow button. The following program is sponsored by Church of the Redeemer in Gatorsburg, Maryland. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. God wants to be your source of guidance. God wants to be your guide, and He has given you divine guidance through this book called the Bible, and your Bible is your guidebook for life. And there's a key passage in the Bible that lays a foundation for guidance, and it's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. The New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Notice that He will direct your path. He will show you which path to take. When I read these two verses, it's a great relief to me because I find in these two verses what I would call God's guidance made simple. This is exactly what we need to understand at the very basic level about how to get guidance from God. And I'm going to share with you four lessons from these two verses that if you will get these four lessons in your life, it will put you on the journey of making good decisions, wise decisions at the crossroads of your life. The first thing that we're told to do by Solomon and the wisdom of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit here in this passage, is that God tells us that you and I need to address our trust issues. The hurts of life can get you to the place you put walls up and you say, I'm just not going to trust. And sometimes these trust issues with people get transferred to God. We assume that God is like the people who have hurt us. We may not consciously think this way, but it causes us to pull back in not only our trust from people around us, but our trust in God. And you and I can't develop a relationship or grow a relationship without trust. If there's not trust, there will never be a relationship. You can't build a relationship without it. You can't build a relationship with a person. You can't build a relationship with God without trust. And it's very interesting that the very first point of wisdom that God gives us when addressing the concept of receiving guidance is the issue of trust. Notice what he says. The very first statement in Proverbs 3, 5 is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Guidance from God starts with trust in God. And you say, what is trust? If I'm supposed to have trust in God, what is trust? How do I understand it? I'm not sure I know how to trust. And the reality is, you know, every person understands trust already. When we talk about trusting in God, we're talking about relying upon or having confidence in God. And you cannot separate trust from guidance. You will only follow the directions of someone you trust. 
So how do you increase your trust in God? Here we go. Believe that God is loving and good and he knows and only wants the best for your life. Can I ask you, do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God is loving? The Bible clearly teaches us that our God is love. God is love. He is a loving God. Do you believe that God is good? Do you believe that he knows and only wants the best for your life? If God is loving and if God is good and if God knows and only wants the best for your life, then you can trust him. Second thing, read with me. You need to seek healing from the hurts that hinder your trust. Inside of all of us, we have a tendency to carry around with us, as I mentioned a moment ago, the hurts, the wounds of life. All of us have been wounded by people. People are very, very malicious at times, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally, but nevertheless, they hurt us. They wound us on the inside. And every one of those wounds, if it's not healed, eat away at and erode our trust. I'm not sure I can trust. It calls us to begin to build walls of distrust toward people. And then, as I said a moment ago as well, that gets transferred to God, and we build walls with God. And so we have these trust issues, and what we need to do is say, God, I know that you're good. I know that you're loving. I know that you know what's best for me and that you're going to do what's best for me. And so, God, would you come into my life, and would you heal the hurts on the inside of me? Would you heal the wounds where I have been hurt by life and hurt by people. And when you invite, listen closely, when you invite God into the wounded places of your life, He will heal and He will restore you. He'll put you back on a track again of health and wholeness on the inside because our God is the God who heals the brokenhearted. Okay. The third thing is to obey God's instructions, believing for His blessings. If I believe that God is loving and good and I know that he only wants the best for my life. He's going to do what's best for my life. As I'm opening my life for his healing, then I'm going to begin to do what he asked me to do. Whatever his word says is what I do. I obey because I believe his guidance. And out of that comes blessing. Listen to Isaiah 1.19. If you are willing and obedient, as if you do what God says in his word, you will eat the good things of the land. God leads you into good things by obedience. Matthew 7, verses 24 and 25, Jesus' words, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and notice this, puts them into practice. Not just hearing, but doing them, puts them into practice. Is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. We are instructed very clearly that if you and I are going to experience God's guidance, it all starts with trust. We have to address our trust issues. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be all in with God. The second thing that's necessary, if you and I are going to experience guidance from God, make good decisions in life, we have to adjust our lean. Notice these words again in Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Notice that phrase, lean not. There's an instruction related to how we are not to lean, which implies where we are to lean. Lean not to your own understanding. And it goes on to tell us then what to do. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the issue is your lean. 
The focus here is on the lean of your life. And what does it mean to lean? To lean is to direct your weight upon it. The Bible says that we are not to lean to our own understanding. And when you and I are leaning to our own understanding, trying to figure things out ourselves and work it all out ourselves, what happens is we start playing God. We remove ourselves from the trust relationship with God and we take over and try to make life happen ourselves. And there are five reasons I want to give you why you and I should not lean to our own understanding. The first reason is because your understanding is very limited. You can't see everything you need to see to make good decisions in life. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So our understanding is limited. That's why God says, don't lean on your own understanding. Second of all, your understanding is deceptive. You will lie to you. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. The Bible says your heart, my heart is deceitful. It will lie to you. And that's why, as I've said before, don't let your heart be the leader of your life. Don't just say, well, I'm going to do it because I feel it in my heart. No, your heart can deceive you. Listen to Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a person, but eventually it ends in death. It can seem right, but actually be wrong. The third reason God says don't lean to your own understanding is because your understanding is contaminated with faulty thinking. Not only will your mind and your heart lie to you, but your mind and your heart have been programmed with faulty thinking. All of us here have some stinking thinking going on between our ears, okay? Our brain doesn't always work the way we like it to. Our thoughts are not always as healthy as they need to be. And so if we start making decisions out of our own understanding, we're making decisions on faulty information. Ephesians 4, through 24 talks to us as believers who've come into relationship with Christ and how we're to begin to live our lives. He says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life, that's before you met Jesus, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. And notice this, to be, be made new where in the attitude of your minds. Why? Because your old way of thinking is faulty. We need to be made new in the attitude of our minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The fourth reason why you and I are told not to lean to our own understanding is because our understanding is easily influenced by natural thinking, by wrong people, and by misinterpreted circumstances. I've watched people make decisions in life and and miss the mark in in, in terms of pursuing God's will for their life by the influence of all three of these things. Natural thinking, that is thinking apart from God, not, not calculating God into the equation. I've seen people make bad decisions because of the influence of wrong people. You get the wrong people in your life, they'll give you, they'll give you the wrong advice. You follow the wrong advice, you go to the wrong places and do the wrong thing. Okay? And I've seen people make bad decisions in life because they misinterpret circumstances as being God's will. 
And so I've watched people without taking good wisdom and balancing all things together. Well, it must be God's will because the circumstances are just lining up. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean because the circumstances or everything's in place there that it's the will of God because it could be opposite to a principle of Scripture or opposite to a command from Scripture, and you could be doing the very wrong thing in your life. And so what you don't want to do is lean to your own understanding when it comes to your natural thinking, surrounding yourself with the wrong people that are speaking wrong things in your life or misinterpreting circumstances that come your way. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, but the natural man, that's just someone that's not seeking God, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. That is, we need a spiritual mind, not just a natural mind. 1 Corinthians 15.33, notice this, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Who you surround yourself with is key to where you end up in life. And the fifth reason why you and I should not lean to our own understanding is because your understanding can be influenced by our spiritual adversary, the devil. Listen, folks, the devil has a voice and he'll talk to you. You say, well, pastor, how do you know the devil has a voice? Well, you go back all through the scriptures. In fact, let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve were in the garden. And the Bible says in chapter 3 that the serpent showed up in the garden. And the serpent started a conversation with Eve and said, you know, Eve, if you eat of that tree, God told you not to eat of it. But if you eat of it, you're not going to die. And so there's this conversation that begins with Eve and with the serpent who is the devil. And then the ultimate result of that is yielding to temptation, the yielding to temptation by Adam and Eve resulted in them being expelled from the garden. They missed the will of God because they listened to the voice of the adversary. There are times that the devil will come along and try to talk to you and convince you of things about how your life should be or what you should be doing with your life or what your priorities should be that will drive you and pull you away from God. You and I must learn how to do what Jesus did. Say, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen be able to make a stand and discern between our voice, the voice of God, and the voice of the adversary. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. There's a real adversary. 2 Timothy 2, 25 and 26 again talks about this real adversary. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do whose will? His will. So the question becomes, who are you listening to? Are you listening to the voice of the adversary, convincing you of a direction in your life that you should not be taking, or are you listening to the voice of God? Let me give you a couple of examples in the Bible, and we'll move to the final two points. Anybody remember a guy by the name of Noah in the Bible? Remember Noah? The story of Noah, you can read about it in Genesis chapter 6, but God comes to Noah in the Bible and God says to Noah, Noah, I want you to build me an ark, build me a boat. Now understand something, no one had ever seen a boat before, there'd never been a boat before, no one had created any ships before. This is the first time in history that a boat had been constructed. So Noah didn't even know what a boat was. So God has to give him instructions about how to even build this thing called the boat. And then God says, by the way, Noah, the reason you need to build a boat is because it's going to rain. Noah says, what is that? Because as far as we can tell, 
Many people believe, as do I, that prior to this time, there had not even been rain in the earth. The the earth had been watered by streams and springs coming up. And so we see that there had never been any rain upon the earth. And so now here is Noah hearing two things that he doesn't understand. Build a ship and it's going to rain. And Noah could, if he had leaned to his own understanding, would he have ever built the ship? No, because he couldn't figure that out. There'll be times in your life that... God will have you doing things in your life that you won't even understand at the moment. You can't figure it out. He's got you in a place in your life that you don't really understand why or what's going on. And God says, just trust me and don't lean to your own understanding, all right? I'm going to get you through this. How about Joshua? Remember Joshua? When Joshua goes to Jericho to take the city of Jericho, and so it's going to be a major battle, he feels, so he's asking God for wisdom about how to fight and win Jericho and take over this city, and God says, Joshua, here's my strategy for you. Are you ready? Here's Here's some great military strategy. Here's what I want you to do, Joshua. Get all the children of Israel together and line them up in a line and put the priest in front of them, and I want you to take them out every day for six days and walk around the walls one time every day for six days and just keep your mouth shut. Now think about that for a moment. And then God said on the seventh day, here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk around the walls of Jericho seven times and then you're going to give this command and the priests are going to blast on their trumpets and when you hear the blast of the trumpet, then all the people should then shout a great shout of praise to God. And and Joshua, this is what's going to happen. Then the walls are just going to fall down miraculously. Okay. Now if you're Joshua, what are you thinking? Yeah, right. Lean not to your own understanding. See, there was a strategy that God had that was different from the strategy of mankind. Let's talk about Mary, the the mother of our Lord, and how when the angel Gabriel came to her and said, Mary, you know what? God's got a plan for your life. You're highly favored by God. God wants to do something incredible in your life. And Mary says, what is it? And God says, uh, the angel says, well, you're going to be the bearer of the Christ child, and and you're going to be pregnant. And she says, you don't understand. I've never known a man. And, And the angel says, well, the whole Spirit's going to come upon you, and the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. You're going to give birth to Messiah. I'm sure that Mary said, how, how could this be? She did say that. It was where, how could this be? Lean not to your own understanding. But she responded by saying, may it be to me according to your word. And so she yielded to that moment. So there will be times, dear ones, in your life as you're walking through your journey that you will not be able to understand Guess what? In those moments, it's okay. Lean not to your own understanding. Turn to your neighbor right now and tell him it's still going to be okay. Go and tell him it's still going to be okay, all right? So guidance for dummies. Are you ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And then let's go to the third point. What you have to do is acknowledge you have to acknowledge God's authority in your life. What's, what does the next part of this verse say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, do what? Help me out, church. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Once again, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. What does it mean? Again, guidance for dummies. Guidance 101. How do we know what to do in our life? How do we make sure we're in the will of God? Trust God. 
lean not to our understanding, and then acknowledge God in all of our, all of our ways. What does that mean? We acknowledge that God has his eyes on us, that God, that we are, that we are the object of his attention, that God is watching over your life. Even when you don't feel that God is present, God is present with you because he's promised you that he will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. He's promised you that. And so you acknowledge that God is present in my life. I may not be able to feel him right now. I may not be able to see everything I want to see right now. But I acknowledge that God is with me. I acknowledge that God has the authority in my life. That I'm going to yield to him. My confidence is in God and my submission is to God. He has authority to tell me what to do in my life. And I'm going to respond. And that God is available to guide me. And so it's a very simple thing. Acknowledge God in all your ways. Acknowledge his attention to you, acknowledge his authority over you, acknowledge his availability to you, and you're fulfilling the conditions for guidance. Acknowledge God. So again, guidance for dummies. How do I make the right decisions in my life? How do I know I'm going to be in the will of God for my life? God says, okay, here you go. Just do these things. Number one, say it with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Number two, Lean not to your own understanding. Number three, acknowledge God in all that you do. And then notice the fourth thing. This is the last point you want to write down here. Anticipate God's supernatural guidance in your life, okay? The word anticipate is a wonderful word. You might want to use the word expect. It's related to a promise, Notice the promise again. I want you to listen to the whole context of this. I know I've read it several times, but I want this to really get into your heart today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And would you read the rest with me? And He shall direct your path. He will make your path straight. That, dear ones, is a promise from Almighty God. God said, if you'll do these three things, this is what I'll do. God promises that He will make our paths straight. He will direct our paths. There are a lot of believers, a lot of people that spend a lot of time and energy saying, God, I just want to know Your will for my life. I want to do Your will. What do You want me to do? What do You want me to do? God, show me what You want me to do. And somehow an expectation that God's going to come along and write in the sky, you know, Your name and then tell you exactly what to do, Okay. Who am I supposed to marry or what job am I supposed to take? And God, I just want to know what you want me to do. And we get all tied up. I can tell you in my own life personally over the years, uh, earlier years especially in my spiritual journey, I, would, I'd get, I got stressed out trying to figure out the will of God. Okay, I'm, I almost became psychotic trying to figure out God's will. Like, what is it this way? I don't, I don't know. But when I read this passage, I began to realize, you know what? This is awesome. This is awesome because... It's really simple, right? Trust in the Lord all your heart. Lean not to your understanding. All your ways, acknowledge Him. And God says, I got you covered. I'll get you right where you need to be. If you'll do those three things, you don't have to spend a lot of stress. It's one of those passages in the Bible that after you read it, you should do something like this. Wow. It takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Okay? takes the pressure off of trying to figure everything out. Let me read you from a commentary. I love this. It's about this passage, this promise. As a person trusts in the Lord and acknowledges Him in all His ways, he finds that God makes His paths straight. 
This means more than guidance. It means God removes the obstacles, making a smooth path or way of life, or perhaps better, bringing one to the appointed goal. Here's what you must understand, folks, today, that as you do these three things consistently, trust God. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. God says, I will get you right where you need to be. I'm big enough to get you there. I'm wise enough to get you there. I'm powerful enough to get you there. I will get you right where you need to be. When you need to be there, you can trust me to do what I said I would do in your life. And when I read this, I want to go, amen, okay? A big holy life. That's relief, okay? So stop worrying so much about where the there is. Okay? Don't worry about that. Stop worrying so much about who the who is or where the where is, okay? Or what the what is, okay? I kind of like that. That's pretty nice. I make it so. <laughs> and you start focusing on just your part of simply doing what you need to do to trust God every day. When you can't figure it out, it's okay. Lean not to your own understanding. You're not going to understand everything. And even when you don't understand, it's okay. And then acknowledge God in all your ways. God, I know, even though I can't understand, I know that you are with me, that your eyes are on me. You have the authority over my life. I know that you're available to help me in this, that you're going to bring me through. So I'm going to acknowledge you in all of my ways each day. And God says, once you've done that, I promise you, I will get you where you need to be in life. Amen. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now. And it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words. Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.